What's up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei and came back in another episode. But I say shouts out to all my supporters, especially the ones that hit the button. Uh, yeah, follow me on all social media today. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. I hope y'all are doing good and hope you enjoy. And today we are with our guest. How we doing, everyone? I'm Nana. I'm a good friend of the NKs. Just here um, to talk about our topic today. Extremely excited to hop on the podcast today. Um, and we hope you enjoy. Yes, yes, very correct, very correct. And today we're talking about uh, the seven deadly sins. Um, the way I got this idea for this episode, I was watching the the anime. Do you watch the anime? I've heard of it. I'm not too knowledgeable on it, but I'm, I'm aware of it. Okay, but basically it's... Um, I'm not even about to explain it. But it's it's just a great anime that talks about the seven deadly sins. And it's it's, it's dope. It's dope. So, um, some background. Uh, the seven deadly sins was... Uh, it's a Roman Catholic ideology, basically. Which is these seven... These seven sins are the root of literally all sins, basically. And each sin separates us away from God, if you believe. And yeah, uh, the first person to, like coined the term would be I think it's uh Pope George the Great. I'm pretty sure that's the first one. Yeah. And then the one that elaborated on it more was Saint Thomas Aquinas. So hey Saint Tommy Tommy Badge. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, the first the first um sin, lust, which is a very strong sexual desire. Or to have sex on the standing of sex alone, in a sense. But yeah, how do you feel on lust? Lust is just one of those, you hear it so much, it's something that you kind of just occurs without you even thinking about it. Okay. Something, yeah, it's one of those. Where do you, you see it? You see it, you see it everywhere. You see it in movies, you know, I mean, movies are something. Like, movies portray a lot of these sins, and I mean, lust is just going to be one of those. You can't really, I mean, the, any kind of American film you're going to see, there's going to be, you know, maybe a kiss at the end, and that's maybe simulating lust, because one may be more interested in than the other. Or you see that, um, you know, back in, if, I mean, on the topic of biblical era, um, and how men would control women and there wouldn't be like an option for that. That was just all based on the root of lust. Okay. Do you, th- okay. Because the way I, the places I see it is basically it comes from the term sex sells. So literally everything and everything that makes money. Well, the thing that makes the most money is if you, if you market it on sex. Mm-hmm. Like TikTok or well, yeah. There's way too many young people on TikTok. But TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, YouTubers, mostly most celebrities. That is very true. Yeah. Rap, music in general, not just rap. Yeah, very good point. Um, movies, all that stuff. And honestly, I don't think it's that bad. How about you? I think... I don't think it's the worst one. Okay. But at the same, it's probably the hardest one to control, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, just without even thinking, I feel like there's just, there's a lot that goes on and there's a lot that you see in the day-to-day that lust is going to occur without you even thinking about it. Okay. Whether, I think maybe lust isn't the one I'm thinking about there. You know, maybe just like looking, like maybe that it might have been tied into like a following one of the other seven deadly sins, such as 
um, like greed or envy. Mm-hmm. I would say those all kind of tie together in a way of like desiring something that's not really yours. So okay, yeah, I would say the fact on lust, I would say it's. I would say if you can't control it, it's bad. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of consequences that come from it. It's just like. I've seen so many people fumble so many bags because they're horny. <laughs> and that is what blows me every, yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. I swear. Um, I know I said this on another episode. You don't have to shoot your shot at everyone you see. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. That just, just makes no sense to me. That's just going from warming up, doing layups, form shooting, to hopping you just three feet behind the three four. Three point nine. It's just just going at the back point at this point. So yeah, Uh shoot with two hands at that point. Um, where do you think it comes from? Like the root of it. Wow, the root. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it, and um, what I get from Les is mostly like we are lonely and we're trying to get acceptance. That is true. Yeah, that's that's what the that's what the if you break it down, that's that's what it is. That is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd say it just comes. I think it comes just like how we feel about anything else. It's just one of those that's not everyone's gonna not everyone's gonna see it the same way you do. Like you could be walking down the street with a friend and say say uh say just someone else walks right past you guys. One of them might look at them and start looking, like checking them out, and that's lust, and the other person's just gonna completely ignore them. So I guess it's kind of different for everyone. Okay. And so I think it comes from kind of your self morale, how you were raised. Oh, okay. I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah. So it's Loki, your parents' fault. (laughs) I wouldn't say. I I would say you're gonna have you're gonna have that desire or have lust regardless. Mm -hmm. But I would say. Have you? It, it affects different people. Differently. Have you ever heard of that whole theory that every every person that's every person that did something significant was so they can get some? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that's to an extent. Okay. I would say for all these sins, yes. Okay. I would say yes, but for lust itself, I would say no. Oh, okay. Really? Strictly, strictly just you're saying if. The only reason you're going to like going like what what you do in everyday life is let's, just so you could get some later. Like. Okay, let's let's okay, because like people who try and get money, right? It tends it tends that I've noticed the end goal is is to get is to get wood, or men for the other side. Actually, I don't think women do it as much, but for men for men, it's usually uh, that's they get that they accumulate this wealth to get females. Okay, that is very true because you'll see it, you know, in many movies where a man goes from ranks to riches. I mean, there's not, I would say, a majority of movies. Like, you look at a movie like um, The Wolf on Wall Street. Okay. And he's a successful man. He becomes successful in the story of Jordan just becoming wealthy. And all you see is just a pool with multiple women and just... <laughs> lavish lifestyle. Yeah, la- lavish. I, I guess lust, the lavish lifestyle... Is rooted from lust because okay. people will see oh like they're maybe lusting, lust and yeah they're um, lusting for it yep yeah. uh, so agree. You, you don't even need to lust over people I think it's more so 
that ties into envy because I think you want to get to that point so other people can be envious of you. Huh. Speaking of, you know what? But first, let's go to greed. An intense selfishness or desire for money, food, yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. And I would say that goes even farther, not even just money or food. What do you mean? Whether it's people, acceptance, oh, wealth. There's so much I, I feel like people can be greedy for. It doesn't really matter what it is. It could be a person and yeah. Okay, okay. And I feel like where like it separates from envy and lust is just to an excessive point. So for instance, if you look at like someone like Jordan Belfort who had all this money and just used it to... Is money the root of all evil? It is. Wow. I mean, if you just look where all of these sins grow up to be and where they are at their highest potential, it's on like a stack. It's on a, you know... Um, But yeah, I would definitely say um, going time back to like greed, it's like just the excessiveness. Like for me, a lot like this comes from uh, like you'll hear a lot of people talk about like Jeff Bezos and how he has, you know, he's a, he's a successful man. And how that if he were to give all this money to his employees or if he were to cut half of his wealth and he won't do any, like he could change the world or he could drastically. Fuck all of that. <laughs> Fuck all of it. <laughs> because, okay, one of the things I've noticed is he doesn't actually have that money. It's that all, is true. It's all tied down. That is true. And but that's at his highest potential. It's like net worth. Net worth okay. is not necessarily everything you have in your bank account and i think that's what i mean not that he's not successful he could change a lot of things oh, he, he could you know probably end hunger probably end hunger <laughs> yeah could yeah make a utopia if he wanted to honestly um but do we want that the thing is if one person were to do that you would be looked upon and that would be great but at the same time that's something you worked for it's just like if you were to like i mean if you were if you if you really feel the generous generosity to do certain things so you don't reach that point in greed uh that's amazing for you but at the same time you can't really blame someone like how many times have you made more like i mean we're just still you know we're college kids not we know we're not making millions yet but at that point i mean say you're 28 and you already have your million in your bank account are you gonna yeah you'll share that wealth with your family but are you gonna start going back to your uh like your home communities or are you gonna start donating to all these charities it's just i feel like person with a lot of money may have greed but so do these different like places that do collect money too because you never know how much is going there so i I think in that in the topic of a lot of like celebrities or successful people having a lot of money and not sharing the wealth uh but i feel like you could just it, it goes so many different ways and you can have so many opinions on it so many but the thing is that I'm getting that I keep that I keep like coming back to is that our society is built on greed. It's it's built on all these sins. All of it, it's built on all these sins. And like to make it you have to be greedy. That is very true. Yeah. You look at on a topic of sports, you think LeBron James is gonna go out there and score 30, 40 points if he's not if he doesn't like to score, if he's not I wouldn't if he's not greedy with the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be. He can't be passing all the time. He'll get doubled and he'll get. He'll have the turnovers there, so he has to use his power, use his, what he worked so hard to get, and you know attack. You know attack. Yeah. And that's just like kind of how, 
in the aspect of sports or in the aspect of the your work life and careers, being greedy is, yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, since we're all greedy, it doesn't make sense for you not to be greedy. You see what I'm trying to get at, but um, one of the another thing that I was I was thinking about when it comes to greed is that we take more than our fair share. It's a feeling of desperation because we don't think we'll be able to get it. If we don't get it now, we won't be able to get it then. Right. So, and that ties back to like Adam and Eve. Exactly. That's the root. The root of all evil is greed. Do you think you're greedy? Oh, that's a, that's the question of the podcast. Do you think you're greedy? I feel like that's something you might be too prideful to accept. But okay, I would say if I needed to be, I yes. But I I would say right now in my day day of life, I would say I'm not greedy. I just do all the other things: schoolwork, work. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not a lot of opportunity to be greedy, to but be I feel like if the opportunity presented itself to be greedy, I think I would take it, yes. Huh. Okay. I feel it. Um, another thing I was I was peeping is that um when our needs were neglected, it holds this it holds a scar in the back of your head about it. Right? So when you do get the chance to be, you go above and beyond, mm-hmm. and that's said in the said. And that's a excessiveness above yeah. and beyond. Yep, yep, yep. Um, do businesses need to be abolished? Do you think not abolished, but like more regulated to give <clears throat> back? Yes, but at the same time, people are gonna look. It doesn't matter what businesses do. They could give zero dollars away. They could give millions and billions away back to, you know, not hospitals. Just, see, it's not even them giving back their money. That's not even what, that's not what I'm trying to get at. It's just not being allowed to get so big. Oh, um, no, because I would say if you, that's kind of like saying if you have a garden and you have all these flowers but then you definitely want some trees that are a lot bigger and you have to water those trees a lot more. But those trees, like say you have a big apple tree, mm-hmm. that big apple tree is going to provide a lot, say for a family that needs to, their diet is apples. Say you have a family, their diet is apples and all that they consistently eat. That's kind of looking at like big corporations such as like Apple in general, which is a trillion dollar company. And then comparing it to Samsung, like if you were to cut down Apple to be the same length, same height as Samsung, but that family only eats apple eats eat, apples eat and apples. that Samsung tree doesn't provide like yeah and I guess it's kind of like a weird analogy but that's just kind of how I look at it that so there's so, only so much every company can provide you for so I think I don't think there should be a cap to how big com- corporations could grow okay. I'd say the sky's the limit I guess but then again it is it is capitalism capitalism okay People think that America is the opposite of communist Russia. It's not. Exactly. It's not completely capitalistic. I think they hide how capitalistic it is. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But that's not my point. Let me, let me get to my point. Um, but if we kept 
letting them get bigger, it will, it crushes the little guy in a, in a sense. Yes. And on another note, you can't get to a billion dollars cleanly. So I think they shouldn't be able to get so big that everyone else can't even grow a little bit because they are so big. That is true. Yeah. And then that oh, that's a that's a very good point. Yeah. That's very good point. On a, on a sense where you say let it grow a sky's limit, that only means the sky's limit for two to three companies. Mm-hmm. There's only so much space. Yeah. There's only so yeah exactly. And yeah. in, in your garden analogy, there's only so much space to grow that if these. These three companies are taking up sixty four percent of the of the market share of the market's place of it. So it's very unfair to get going for the little person. That it does need um, things like COVID nineteen and stuff like that to reset the economy in a sense. Very very good point. Uh, huh? Which one do you think is worse, greed or lust? Greed. Greed, okay. Because I feel like lust is just the, it's just the desires. Well, whatever you desire isn't necessarily all that bad, but if whatever you're doing in your day-to-day life is exceeding and it's excessive and it becomes too much and it, like in your, like, yeah, I would say greed is 100% worse. Okay, because um, there's a quote in the Bible. It's, uh, let me read this. Uh, Man's life doesn't exist in abundance. But the thing about greed is it tries to shape us into God because we're trying to get so much that we think that, you know what? That is more of pride, though. That is more of what I'm, what I'm, what I'm thinking of right now is more of pride. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll get to that later. All right. But, hmm, okay. Gluttony. The next one. Gluttony, gluttony, gluttony. What do you think about gluttony? You see gluttony a lot in, like, you don't see, it's, I think it's probably, like, the least known, because you'll see it a lot in, like, barbaric times, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, with the Vikings and, like, back in the era of kings and queens in every, you know, state and every country, and... Mm-hmm. There's always that fat king. You look at okay, it like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at the fat king, and then you look at the poverty and the starvar- starvation that goes on within the... Say it's like the king of England, and here he is eating three meals a day, pampered, and then you see one mile away is just a, a boy, probably a third the age of him, hunting for food or barely having enough bread to go around with the table. I think you just look at gluttony as... Overindulgence? Uh, yeah. Oh, indulgence, okay. and I would say it's also the way... ties a lot into greed. Okay. Because, I mean, you, you're not... It's the excessiveness of eating and gaining weight and not just kind of priding yourself too much in food and finding your identity in food that is just not healthy. Okay. Do you... Okay, wow, wow. So basically, just being like fat, that yeah, so it's just being fat, huh? So you were saying there's one person that's that's full, that's full, always eating, and there's other people that are that are starving. I see gluttony as 
people who are emotionally starving. So they're looking for food. They look they look towards food to fill themselves up. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see that a lot with people who struggle with whether that's anxiety or depression that they just pride themselves in food and that's I mean yeah food is I mean that's why anywhere you go you're gonna find food or it's just in a lot of traditions like us being African it's you go to someone's house and they offer you food you that's something you have to eat yeah um, just because I think f- food is like also like just a thing that could tell so many stories it's can, okay. it, it can separate and uh, separate and explain how different cultures and do what they do do what they do and coexist that's why you look at Hispanic food and it's all bit like grain and rice grain and rice um, rooted and then you look at like African food which is mostly beef um, it's just kind of like different. you'll be able to eat something and just tell what it is or what, what the root is from like you'll look at oh like yeah I guess yeah but what do you say yeah um yeah <clears throat> I don't know. Because of it's looked at as at the sin of of excessiveness. And yeah, that's that's fair. Um I think that mostly America, like when was the years that, that it really started to get fat? Or are we still really still getting fat? Or is it the, the biggest? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Like, as far as America goes, I feel like you look at it as where you are in the world. I feel like you go to very densely populated areas such as New York, and you can't go 10 feet without seeing, a, like, a, a stand, like a hot dog stand or a, or a five-star restaurant. They'll just, wherever you go, whatever street you go to, you'll find some sort of so food, it- something to do with food. And then you go to the Midwest or a little bit out West um, and you just see all this agriculture and all this like recreational activity and you're not going to just run into food a ton of times. Okay. Um, um, one thing I peeped, I feel like it's humans crush, crutch, 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 crutch. Is that the right word? I don't know how to use it. Yeah. We use food as a way to cope with ourselves. Especially since, like, if you really think about it, there's really nothing you think about life. It's just, it's just nothing. We're just moving through a... We're just hurtling through a rock on hundreds of thousands of miles going in a circle. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just nothing. So people, even myself, I would even look at, would use food as a distraction to get to the next day. Uh, what? Okay. Yeah. What's your experience with gluttony? You know, I think I've just, I'm very fortunate to have always been, always gone a day with eating or always mm-hmm. having food provided for me. Mm-hmm. And the people I'm around, I've never been, I've never gone to like a restaurant and say someone, one of my friends like didn't eat and everyone else was eating. So I feel like to experience gluttony is just something I haven't ever experienced just for the fact that where like where we live there's just an abundance of food that you just really like although we may be would the word be gluttonous or experience like be doing the gluttony without even realizing it but then you'll go to third world countries and then you'll see gluttony a lot um 
you'll see gluten you're not just because you see starving you know you'll see starving kids and then you'll go to the cities and then you have a lot of wealthy people so i think that ties a lot into like the greed and then but i would say it's to like a worse extent just because food is just something i feel like will always be there it's so sustainable okay that it won't ever go away i think it needs to be more balanced out you know, okay, yeah. from kids in america and kids in third world countries not having the same opportunity and not having the same diet you know i like you look at like yemen and how like wars like deprived them and how you have all these malnourished children that are dying from malnutrition and you just that's just something you would never think about in america okay so i would say it goes more so as like a as like a country to country or like an organization to an organization than it is like people to people i feel like no one's gonna go and like brag and be like oh look at what i have like maybe when you go to kids they'll talk about like candy like oh i have a blue i have a blue lollipop and the other one has a red could you look at that as gluttony i say probably not that's more of like one being envious of the other of what color they have and i think it's just kind of also how you portray it but yeah okay yeah i feel like they all correlate because it's all just appetite they all have to do something with appetite of each other but yeah on to stage two wrath extreme anger this is the one that I don't feel. Bless you. Excuse me. Bless you. Wow, it's cold. It's cold, everyone. Bundle up. You'll be getting sick nowadays. Oh, I really hate it here, but it's it's okay. Um, wrath. I feel like we all need to keep it in our hearts, but just not speak on it. Because I feel like wrath is. I feel like, but at the same. Okay, continue. I feel like it is what motivates people to be better with themselves because like for me for example that's how i passed my grade that's how i passed my, my test in my classes is because like failing makes me angry yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's kind of what motivates me to do better especially in class how about you what do you think um i would say you said like you have to keep that in your heart but at the same time that i feel like that's unhealthy i mean you look at professional fighters and boxers um what they do in their careers is rooted off wrath you can't tell me you you're you're you're, you're, about, you're about to go in the ring with someone and whether you lose or win is going to be a big deciding factor in your career and how people look upon you and you can't tell me you're going to walk in there like optimistic about it like you i mean yes you may be optimistic like hope you'll win but, but you can't you... walk in there with like a smile on your face chillax like you're, you 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 can't walk into that kind of situation mm-hmm. not excited or not extremely ready ready and yes. i would say that that yeah the wrath wrath is yeah i mean just depends what you do i feel like that's a, wrath is something you may not occur every day okay. i would say if you're an angry person and you're a pessimist then yes that's something you definitely experience every day sorry sorry that that's the case <laughs> but um I would say it's not something you should keep in your heart for too long, but I feel like if it's something that you have and you need to let it have an outlet for it, whether it's fighting, whether it's a sport you love, whether it's an art you love to do, um, all the, all the, in, I don't know what the word I should say, but like Energy. all the, 
all the energy and all like the hardship you go through with like throughout your week or throughout your day have an outlet for it so you're just not keeping in your heart for too long but okay that's fair yeah. that's fair mm-hmm. um i feel like the root of it is basically especially for humans because humans and animals we they both feel it feel this this emotion in my opinion uh basically it's just the panic and anxiety that's fighting for our lives because for each person we are when it comes down to it, we are scared because we are human we are we're all mortal and that is what pushes us to be angry in a sense mm-hmm. well either be angry or be the next in sloth and just give up on it just, mm-hmm. just give up but i feel like wrath is more healthy i think wrath can be healthy if you have an outlet for it but if you're just keeping that again um you know that can lead to the personality you develop like oh, for instance yeah. if you just look at someone who's consistently just always heated. mad always yeah. heated then that becomes your personality and that's how people look upon you like oh they're an angry person you know stay away from there while you look at someone who's uh walk wakes up every day with a smile on their face they're not they're not gonna look at someone with wrath and relate with them where do you see wrath in society with fresh like anytime someone's frustrated you'll uh-huh. definitely i feel like you'll definitely develop that sin of having like i mean for instance it can even be the smallest tick you know and whether so it's in whether okay. someone steps on your shoes or whether you get fired from your job it's that small tick that would just make you go off and i feel um like in society you see that all the time if you miss your red if you someone uh runs a red light Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't make that, or for instance, they stop at like a yellow light, that's going to make someone extremely mad, even though that's something you see every day. A lot of people get in their cars every day. They have to go places, go to work, continue on. Um, or whether it's someone cuts in front of you or Chipotle doesn't have <laughs> their chicken ready. I feel like that's just the small takes. Um, and then if you're not having, if you're not talking about your issues or if you're not actually releasing that set energy yeah then it just becomes you're gonna look wake up every day and you're not gonna expect anything good to come from it and the next sin this one is the one that's I think about the most pride which is basically the extreme love and pleasure within yourself I think that's the best one to have really well not to have but the one that can slide. Okay. That's the because one that that's a lot. Have? Huh? That's because mo like everyone has it. Well, I would say not everyone has it. I would say there's you know people such as like intro introverts that aren't aren't extremely prideful. They'll just go day by day, and it's kind of like the same lifestyle. And then there's people who are prideful, and they'll do something every day, um, to their fullest extent. And I feel like that's kind of what we have to strive for. See, okay, I don't, I think that's, outward prideness is cap, I don't, I don't, that's, I don't like the way I, like, seeing that, it makes me feel a certain way, like, I don't really like looking at someone that's, like, awfully prideful. Right. I feel like pride, at its best form, is self-pride, keeping it to yourself. Yeah, oh, of course, that's kind of what I was going at, but then if you're going from, like, a third-person view, seeing someone else, like, yeah. I feel like there's only so much you can talk about. You could be happy for where you are in life and uh, strive to be the best person you can be. But at the same time, if you're 
showing off and you're being excessive with it again, then yeah, someone's gonna look at that and be like, oh, you're prideful, that's, you know, keep that to yourself or don't be, ex just don't do too much with it, I guess. Okay. That's the yeah, yeah. end root of it, yeah. Um, I feel like that's like literally all the problems in the world is it comes from pride. Like, as you're saying, if someone steps on your shoe and someone's willing to die over it, that is a pride that shouldn't be had. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, and another thing is, oh, I was talking about this on the last episode where everyone doesn't want, no one wants to be wrong because when you, when you attack their ideas, if you challenge their ideas, you feel like you're, channel, you're challenging them. And that is a thing that literally no one wants. So they get extra prideful and extra defensive of their stance. And I feel like that is the problem of the world. If of 2020, if 2020 had a problem, it would be that. Yeah. Yep. Because you look at people like I work in retail part time mm -hmm. and people are too prideful or they think that they know everything that they know everything. They act like they know everything and they feel like if you don't know, so if you, you act like you know more than they do, that's an issue. But oh, at the wow. same time, you could be educated and someone can educate you on something that you may not know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess if you're too prideful to be closed minded, then that's an issue. Okay. If you're too um, outgoing and outlandish with it, I, I would say... That's why it becomes a sin. I would say self-pride is a good thing, you know? Um, I would say self-pride is a good thing. I think it's good to kind of see your accomplishments and work harder towards accomplishing more. Um, but at the same time, I feel like if you're... When you're also at your highest, you will definitely find yourself at somewhere where you're lowest as well. You have your hills and valleys. So I feel like... If you're extremely prideful and everything is going well, the second humility hits you, you fall off your high horse. Mm -hmm. And that's not, it's, you just crash. Yeah, most people can't withstand that. Mm -hmm. um, in the Bible, a uh, quote that described pride was basically um, preferring self-will over God, God's will. What do you think of that? I, yeah, I always feel like if it's anything going against the Bible or what God has kind of planned for you, uh, that's where a lot of people look at it as like a sin. Um, because you see someone being being prideful or kind of being extremely, again, like, like I said, close-minded. Uh, say you feel like you know how to do everything in the world and someone or that someone is talking to you and you're and everything that they say goes in one ear and out the other i would say that yeah. yeah um i feel like pride is basically we're being invisible so we go out of our way to be prideful to be seen how do you feel on that yeah that's just like i would say not only humans just show that but you see that a lot in like animals Okay. Whether it's like a wolf, you have the alpha male and the um, omega or whatever. Betas or something. Betas, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they're going to be, you know, extremely prideful and they're just going to maybe embarrass themselves. Like that's just animals, lions, you look at that and they go out there and draw all that attention to themselves. 
Um, you see that a lot, I'd say, with, like, bosses and CEOs. That's why a lot of mm. employees are not going to... Like, very rarely, the people people will ask you the question, like, do you like your boss? Do you like where you're working? And then they'll be like, no, like, they don't do a lot. Or they're <laughs> very prideful. They drive a Mercedes to work every day while some people are walking to work. It's just kind of like, once you're on that high horse... You I mean, can. But then you see a lot of... Um, scandals and stuff with CEOs and that's that humility I guess for them is what takes them off their high horse again wow okay okay um yeah I think I think pride is something you see in a lot more the next sin uh sloth the reluctance to work and put in efforts failure to do things that you should hmm I feel like all vices come from sloth. Yeah. Being being lazy. Like drugs, alcohol, all that. You do that because you are lazy in a sense. Uh, what do you think of sloth? I think it's something that we can all be guilty of every now and then, but I feel like the sin itself isn't really a sin until it becomes a day by day, seven days a week thing. When it's a habit? When it yeah. Okay, exactly. I feel, I feel. How do you tell your friends that they're committing sloth? Like, they're just constantly doing nothing? You have to kind of ask them what they're doing. What they're, like, like wait, what, what are you doing today? Oh, nothing. Like, I'm not working. Like, I don't even have a job. I'll be, I'll be just at the crib for the day. And then you just look at them and be like, come on, like, you got this. You have a day until you woke up today and you're just going to sit in bed and just kind of deprecate as not you're not doing anything the days are going by and you're just sitting there doing nothing um you kind of you have that's one of those things you just have to tell them off you know i think something that i think our parents were really mm. they were they were the ones who were really like you're not going to be lazy you're going to get up you're going to do this this and this and i feel like the way you're raised the way you, your parents kind of push you it's okay. kind of how you motivate yourself, whether you're our age at 20 or 60 years old. Okay. Well, it doesn't really matter, like, how old you are. I would just say as long as you get up and you're doing something productive, you can kind of be freed of this, and it's not something you ever really have to think about. Oh, okay. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, um, that was one of the things my parents really got at me for. Um, I went to all of elementary well preschool elementary and high school i was waking up from the 5 30 5 30 all the way to like 6 30 that would be the latest i'll sleep in mm-hmm. uh when i when i used to go to school well when i would go to like elementary middle school all that mm-hmm. like i remember for elementary oh wow I would wake up and what's show? Um, we didn't have cable. So <laughs> yeah. fuck. What's that one show? Uh a uh, class of the Titans. Mm. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 It came on at like 4 30 on like Fridays or something like that. Really? Yeah. So it's just some, I feel like you can use it like use it to your advantage. Have something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I would wake up 
Like, I'd force myself to wake up at 4.30. But the thing is, I'd fall asleep in class. So I preemptively go to sleep at, like, 9.30 to balance it out. Mm-hmm. Which is smart. Yeah. That's smart. That's such a good show. Oh, that's such a good show. Um, <laughs> honestly, this is the sin that I'll make sure my kids don't have. Oh, because then it becomes, yeah, as you said, if it becomes a habit and who you kind of identify, identify yourself you as now. a lazy person, just... that's why, um, like, you'll look at people who are extremely fortunate. Mm-hmm. You look at someone who grew up wealthy the entire lives. Their parents own, say, uh, a, a big construction business. Construction. Yeah. I was thinking exactly that. Construction yeah. business. And it's, you know, construction is one of those things that's always going to be there. And that kid is going to be lazy and not motivated all throughout high school. They will likely probably not go to college, which isn't, which isn't a bad See, thing. The thing, but is, the thing is, they will go to college, but they will cruise. They will, yeah, I feel like... At the same, I feel like you'll find the good parents and the good leaders that are going to be like, yes, you'll have this wealth. Yes, you'll have all this, this entire business to look forward to, but you need to work. You're not just going to get it handed to you. You need to go to school and you need to learn what, what's going to keep the success, success going. And then you'll have different leaders that are just like, it's there. Here are the keys. Whenever you want to jump in, you can jump in if you don't want to jump in just relax and do as you please and i feel like that just becomes that's why a lot of uh like if you just get it handed to you it's just something that's like i feel like you can also look at this as a instance of the greatest athletes to ever play and why their kids even though they may be as big as them oh and as, yeah. and as had all the opportunities and more aren't going to be as good as them you look at See? Michael Jordan's kids, and they, he obviously, I mean, Michael Jordan, you're going to look at them and be like, the greatest player of all time is going to be able to be the, they'll make the greatest, greatest players, yeah. Kids, and, yeah. And, and it just doesn't, because sloth is there, you get everything, like, I feel like, look at someone like Michael Jordan, who grew up with, grew up in, you know, like what, North Carolina, and had to work towards everything, had to go through the adversity, and that's what made him so great. And then you give his kids millions of dollars, See, the luxuries, and there's nothing that they feel they need to work forward to. The thing about sports, it's it's made for poor people. That is true. Yeah. Because like if you're rich, why do I why would my why would I want my son to go through all of that? Especially if the chances of making it is so little. Right. It's yeah. But right. for other po- for if you're if you are poor or if you come up less fortunate, you have to make it, right? There's no other option. Exactly, exactly. But if you're rich, there is other options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so There's why? other options. You have all these outlets, all these opportunities, all these connections. I feel like if you grow up in one area, you're just so limited to what you have in that area. But then if you have all the opportunities to travel mm-hmm. and go places, then... Um, my friend was, was talking about um, Bron- LeBron's kid, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, he doesn't need to hoop. He could be an accountant for all, <laughs> for all that matters. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, like, you don't need to wake up at 5.30 if, if you're already rich. You're already living the lifestyle mm-hmm. that you're, you're really, working yeah. towards. So. Yeah. 
But then I guess you gotta hand it to those Who's those athletes, those parents, pump. those leaders that mm-hmm. still push them mm-hmm. because then they'll develop. Yeah, and then like um, I feel like once you have everything handed to you, then you see you feel life. like there's no, yeah you see life and you see it at the fullest potential and you feel like there's nothing more to work forward to, mm-hmm. and that's why you see all these people who win the lottery and they lose it, cool. but then. Yeah, they weren't they, supposed to win. They lose it. All, <laughs> yeah. They have everything handed to them at one point, and it's all gone within an instance. And that's because I feel like there's only so much... Like, money, again, going back to what you first said a while ago, is the root of all evil. And then that's what money is, what will make and break you. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And on the on the other hand of what you're saying, um, envy. Um, being envious of of others this one is a very toxic trait because you won't even peep it and you'll just start to dislike your friends Mm -hmm. because they're everyone wants their friends to succeed but not more than them and i feel like that it's what's holding back so much so many people because their friends won't put on for them as they should because Mm -hmm. they're their friends yep and that is what's making them not blow up as much as they want. Like, one of the things that always blew me, that always blew me, people would wish Young Thug or Little or Lil Uzi Vert happy birthday, but won't post their friend's music on their story. Uh-huh. And that would always just blow me. Yeah, honestly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you look at, Yeah, envy goes along. Yeah, going back to that and going how that kind of ties into uh, sloth. I mean, concluding sloth is just you can only you have to work towards what you want. And I feel like if why that's considered a sin so much is because we're not as fortunate as every every like one hundred percent of the people that wake up yesterday aren't going to wake up tomorrow. Okay. So if you're going to wake up, you have to kind of look at that as. I'm here. I have so much to look. I have all of this to look forward to. I'm fortunate to be here right now. And I have to use that to my advantage. I have to use that to a full, to the fullest extent. And if you just spend your days and your life just kind of not working towards something, whether whatever your passion is, then that's just kind of a slap in the face to all the people that don't get the opportunity. That's true. That's true. I feel like envy is just a sign of being incomplete. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, because, like, you're only envious of others is because you see what someone else has and you like it, a.k.a. what you don't have. And I don't know why, but that always, like, it always rubbed me the wrong way when people are just envious of others, especially when they know them and when they're envious of celebrities. Because they put their, they try to compare their life to a celebrity's life, and it's not the same. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not the same. They live completely different lives than you. So trying to mirror your life towards them, it sets your up, it sets yourself up for nothing but failure. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you can't, we can't have everyone in the. Like we you, can't, you can, all, we can't all be celebrities. You can't all be the same thing, and that's yeah. why it's just extremely valuable to have all these. Like, in school, you have all of these majors and careers that you could dive into. Mm-hmm. You can't be 
envious of being accepted to a liberal arts college while your friend gets accepted into like the med school or the business school mm-hmm. um, because it's not like you don't have the same opportunity that they do so you should use what you have given to you motivate them and help them out and hopefully you'll receive that same energy back um, because I guess there's only what you're envious of someone someone is envious of what you have okay. so I feel like and it doesn't matter you could go as far as the most successful person in the world, they're going to be envious of something. They might, they might be the most successful person in the world, but you're 5'8", and you can't you can't dunk the basketball. While someone who is 6'10", is going to be envious of what you have as far as wealth, what you have as far as your abilities, whether it's an art. Well, but that If you're 5'8", you're not short. He's just 6'1". That's all it is. But continue. No, I'm... Okay. I'm going back. I mean, I'm just... The, the, it doesn't matter what you are. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is created equally, and but everyone is different at the same time. So you can't really look at... Envy, envy is just one of those things you just can't really look at and be envious of, of people all the time because everyone is different and you just have to accept that. You could be... You could kind of wish for some things like we all wish to be to drive a really nice car and have everything paid off and just live that lavish lifestyle i guess mm-hmm. but looking at someone and say i want what they have is <laughs> it's what he has that i want yeah yeah it's just <laughs> to look at someone and just you could definitely have someone and model yourself after them and mentor yourself after them like how they treat people and how they where they are in life but mm-hmm. don't uh, I would say don't, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like don't, it's like more of like the tangible items. Don't be so, okay. don't be so envious of the tangible items, mm-hmm. but I would say definitely have those mentors in your life and have those people you look after, whether that's an athlete, your parents, just someone you've met in like the work life. Um, if they treat people with respect, then that's definitely something you could be envious after. But I would say the tangible items, like oh, I really want the car they drive or I really like the shoes they're wearing. That's just, that's where it becomes a sin because you, you have you have what you have and they have what they have, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, on, the, on closing this episode, I like to say um, it's not so much that you have to, it's not that we're all created equal because we're not, I totally disagree with that. Not everyone's the same. But the thing is, you have to grow in life to being okay that you're not all the same. That is okay. Very good way. Yes. Very good way to put that. Yeah. Yep. But, alright, so, if you're still here, highly appreciate it. Um, yeah. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, follow me on all social media at Sensei NK. On Snapchat, Sensei NK. Instagram, Sensei NK. Uh, what's your Instagram? My Instagram will be uh, in the description. I... Off topic, off topic, I don't have Instagram anymore. Instagram fooled me, but, um, you know, go on. We appreciate you listening. Uh, definitely ask yourself the same questions we're asking. Um, don't find yourself 